0: now david fiorazzo good
1: morning brothers and sisters the remnant thank you so much for tuning in and uh wow we're uh, just moving through december here and i've got a great verse i want to share with you before we open in prayer and introduce today's special guest galatians 4 4 and 5 but when the fullness of the time came god sent his son born of a woman born under the law So that he might redeem those under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Father, thank you for that promise. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for your amazing plan. The word became flesh, dwelt among us, and saved us by his death, burial, resurrection. Um, We are so fortunate, God, that we know the truth and we have a hope that the world does not have. But we have a purpose and we want We need you, Lord, to give us a passion for the gospel. Give us compassion for those who are worldly, who have no hope, who are struggling with just this short, temporary life, and they can't see beyond that. Well, Lord, give us love for our neighbors and show us how we can do your work in these last days. We lift up this time to you today. We thank you for this season when we are so blessed to have an amazing God and a hope that the world can barely comprehend and uh, we just praise you for this time and we take it one day at a time in jesus name amen well today we are blessed to have back with us carl Gallup's, pastor teacher former law enforcement officer best-selling author many of his books are available carl amazon you can check those out carl thanks for coming back on the show
2: all oh, day man it's my pleasure and thank you for introducing me as a special guest yes I, but i but i have a but, but I have. A, why does everybody always call me special? You know, he's so special.
1: Well, God, I, God I, thinks you're special.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're too kind, man. Thank you so much. You and Crash are awesome. I enjoy being on the show with you. Thank
1: you. So I want to just run down a handful of the bullet points we have if we get to all of these topics. Uh, we want to get your take on what's happening in the courts via the election outcome. We we're going to talk. A lot of our listeners are concerned about COVID-19, Quote, canceling Christmas, mask mandates, and everything else. And others are concerned about the globalist push, the great reset rearing its ugly head here in America, America and Bible prophecy. But first, I want to share with our listeners and get your take, Carl. Um, We had a couple, I've had a couple emails now and comments. We had a guest on Friday. His name was Steve Wahlberg, and uh, he is a Seventh day Adventist. He wrote a book called Approaching Armageddon. We did not talk about church doctrine. But I know I should have announced it in advance. Some of our listeners were concerned when they went to his bio and found out he's a Seventh-day Adventist. So I do want to apologize to our listeners. And we have had, we've had David Horowitz, who is Jewish and conservative fighter, freedom fighter. We've had a lot of people on, not a lot, but we've had some that are not, uh, you know, born-again Christian. And uh, we do disagree on certain doctrinal issues, but we do want to apologize for not making it a point up front. And so I thank you for those who have contacted me and some that have said, hey, I like the interview, going to go check out his book. But I just want to make sure that, you know, so that uh, you're not in the dark or that when you start reading some of this other doctrine. Um, And Carl, I just want to get your take on that. It's good. Good to be able to agree with someone. I mean, I mean, disagree agreeably and and respectfully. And um, but just want to get your your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Hey,
2: listen, I am a born again believer, and everything I say is always 100% accurate. I'm, paus- <laughs> I'm pausing. It yeah, 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 yeah. It was a joke, yeah. Massey. Yeah. I'm going, that wow. Just doesn't that... Go over, that doesn't go over well on radio, does it? No. <laughs> you got to see the facial expression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was, yeah no, I'm just, we all make mistakes. But, you no, know, well, we do, and, and and the point I'm making is, listen, I'm honored that you want my um, my insight on these questions that you're going to ask, and I'm so mm-hmm. looking forward. And as you can imagine, I do have opinions. Yes, <laughs> uh, and but I just want to give the the uh, disclaimer that, uh, of course, I'm not claiming to have all knowledge of all things. I, I've been teaching and preaching for 40 years, and immersed myself in research and mm-hmm. study, and writing these books, and doing interviews, and got a lot of peer review going on. So mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. i learned a lot from my mistakes as well don't we always yes, yes. and oh at least we should uh, but listen um so you you had a specific question for me I think yes or? I
1: do because okay. one of the things yeah. we talked about Friday about the, the topic of Armageddon and yeah yeah and Bible prophecy Revelation 13 I'm just gonna read it and then get your take on it because okay. Friday's guest suggested that America is this second beast Um, It says, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, and he makes the earth, and those who live on it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. He performed great signs, and it goes on, but he pointed to 1311, and he sees America fitting into that other beast pastor carl would you give your take on that
2: yeah well listen
1: here's
2: the here's what i have discovered through many years of researching the word preaching and teaching there are so many different interpretations <laughs> yes, and whatever I say, somebody's going to be mad, and I don't worry about that. I mean, I'm not. I, I, I don't set out to get up every morning and say, "Now, you know, who can I make mad?" and 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 I want to make sure I please everybody because that's not going to happen. But the, but the <laughs> yeah. but the point is but the point is this, um, I, I somehow the United States of America, of course, figures. Uh, pretty powerfully into end time prophecy, I do believe. Now hear me. I'm not saying it's front and center. The central focus of end time prophecy is the Middle East and most specifically Israel yes, itself Israel. and Jerusalem. I mean, I mean that's just that's just Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There Amen. should be very little argument about that. But of course the nations come into play. Mm-hmm. The nations and and I, you know, the United States of America for all of its faults I mean you there there are several things we have to admit and they and we have to admit that somehow I mean, God is using, and and when God uses um, nations and leaders, that that's not always a good thing. I mean, He used Pharaoh, right? He yeah. used the Persian emperors, you know, the conquerors of the world and the captors of God's people. But but He used them, you know. So, but the bottom line is, the United States has been used of God for, in Amen. so many yeah. in so many different ways, and we're such a blessed people as far as just living in this world and this fallen world. Living in this nation, where we, uh, up until now, anyway, we've had so yes. many freedoms and and enjoyments and opportunities to 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 succeed and to educate ourselves and our children and our families and to and to live a life of uh, of of relative comfort. Almost everybody in the nation and to take care of each other, and then, of course, for the church and the gospel to proliferate among us, and then to the world from us. And we're not the only nation that takes the gospel to the world, but it is and has been and still is to this day the largest, and I'm making air quotes now, Christian nation on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that doesn't mean that, of course, everybody living here is a Christian and everybody's born again. No, but, but when you ask the population, you know, what faith do you hold to, the vast, vast majority still, even to this day. Say Christian. Now, what they mean by that, you and I know it doesn't mean that necessarily that they have a completely biblical worldview, born again, Jesus loving, you know, church going, singing in the choir Christians. But but it means they 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 would say, well, I'm not atheist, I I'm not agnostic, I'm not Muslim, I'm not Hindu, I'm not Buddhist, and I'm not trashing these other religions. I'm just saying that's what they say. We're Christian. So. There, and there's no other nation with with the amount of the population that says those things right. i mean excuse me that makes that that claim so mm-hmm. here we are and in the midst of it we look at our distinctly christian heritage and foundation at least at, at you know at least the biblical uh context of it then we look at the the uh the way god has used us and in 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 you know world affairs and to the holocaust and and protecting the jewish population so much down through the years and then being a part of the rebirth of Israel a 2800 year old prophecy some people would say yeah but you know that's not the real Israel because gentiles you know were involved in bringing back and god would never do that yet isaiah 49 says mm-hmm. in those days when i bring israel back they will ask me how did this happen and i will and and i will say i used the gentile nations i brought them back mm-hmm. on the Shoulders and in the arms of the Gentiles I mean God says he was wow. going to do that he said that in Isaiah's day uh, so the bottom line is I could go on and on I'm sorry but the but but the point is that God has so used and is still using the United States of America. It is the most powerful economic engine the the planet has ever seen. It is the most powerful military engine the world has ever seen. It is the most powerful engine of benevolence and uh, assistance to the nations and 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 hunger relief and you know and devastation relief that the world has ever seen. On and on and on we go. Now, after we've said that. There's so much evil, so much deceit. We live in a fallen world. There's no perfect nation. There's no perfect government. There are no perfect leaders. There are not. So having said all of that, you can clearly see how God is using and has used, and we don't know how he will continue to use the United States of America, many believers saw this whole 2016 election with Donald Trump becoming president not that in not that any of us I don't think believe that he's the savior of America or the savior of the world but but there was something miraculous about that. He walked through a field of some 17 candidates, most of them deep state and 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 you know, and and Washington establishment elite, and you know, he walked through the Clinton machine and the Bush machine and the Obama machine and you know yeah. and all of this. And he's never even served on a PTA. Hmm. You know, I mean, and yet now he's the most, you know, the 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 president, the most powerful person on the planet within the context of of the geopolitical situation of our day. And there he is. And now we have the most disputed election in the history of the United States. And so so the bottom line, there's so much that can come out of all of this. Um, we've we've led the world in so many technological advancements. Bottom line is, in answer to your question, I, I know that there are people that look for visions of the United States and the scriptures, and mm-hmm. there, there seem to be some perhaps allusions to it. But I I I try to get outside of that and just look at what is. I know Mm. who we are. I know how God has used us. I know what's happening now. I see, I believe I see where things, you know, may be headed with all of this. But my focus, as the Word of God commands us, is upon israel mm-hmm. and the middle east and particularly the nations of that area um particularly but of course the last days does involve it seems from the from the scriptures of the, the nations of the world and so no i i don't look at revelation 13 and and just clearly see where i would make a, a a statement that oh well that's the united states but but what i would what i would say is that it could be there there could be an illusion there to, to us, uh, there could be, but I, I I guess that's it. I'm I'm sorry. Go that's ahead. That's all right. That's
1: all right. Yeah. I I um from my understanding and from most of our guests, they would say that America is barely significant uh, in Bible prophecy. Well, Although, so we don't know what's going to happen to our country. I think we will lose influence because it looks like we're declining, and the globalists are definitely uh, making a lot of progress. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, listen. I I would not agree with the statement that
2: we're barely significant in that we have been significant in so many ways. Good point. And we and we still are. But, but I, I want to caution Americans. Yeah. <laughs> it's so We've been so blessed mm. that it's, it's easy for those of us that live here to, to think that it's, it's all wrapped around us. And it's not. It's not. It's all wrapped around Israel, and particularly Jerusalem. That's the center of everything from God's Word. It's where God says in the very beginning, he said, this is the place where I have put my name forever, mm. Jerusalem, Zion. Mount Zion, Israel. I mean, these are my people. This is a witness to the world. They, they, them, my people, out of Out of Israel came the word of God, the prophecies of God, the prophets of God, the Messiah of God. Out of the people of Israel and the promises of God's word was birthed the church and came the gospel to which Gentiles were grafted in to to God's whole plan of salvation. It's all about Israel and particularly Jerusalem. My book, Gods of Ground Zero, and I'm not trying to sell a book. I'm just saying that I've documented this. I've studied it for years. I've put it in a book. I've put it out before the world before peers and 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 the bible says jesus says god says that jerusalem the area of jerusalem was the original place the location of God's throne on earth it was the area of the garden of eden jesus says it the bible said god says it in the old testament now 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 that's behind the veil it's interdimensional the bible says that the cherubim guarding that entrance the book of hebrews saying that everything that's there in jerusalem and on the temple mount is a shadow it's a copy of what's actually behind the veil so I mean, when you, when you look at all of that, and I could talk about this for hours, that's why I've written several books about it, but, but when you look at all of that, you realize this is not about the United States of America. Mm -mm. It is about the restitution of all things. When Jesus returns, he's not returning to Washington, D.C. He's returning to the Mount of Olives, to Mount Zion, to Jerusalem. When he rules and reigns, he's not going to rule and reign from the United States of America. He's ruling and reigning from Mount Zion. Uh, When we rule and reign with him, that's the center focal point of the earth, of God's apple. It's the apple of his eye. Now, this is according to God's word. So, so that's how I start by interpreting prophecy. I, I really don't, don't desperately or, or deeply search for illusions or visions or possibilities of finding America there. I just mm-hmm. I just don't approach the scriptures that way. But, you know, I mean, God's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. And so he's going to use who he's going to use. He used the Assyrians. He used the Babylonians. He used the Persians. He used the Greeks. He used the Romans. I mean, he's using America. He's used America for the longest to do so many things. He's using the nation of Israel and its return as a witness to the world. That's how I look at it. So, no, I don't go to particular verses in anywhere, but particularly in Revelation 13 and say, oh, well, that's probably the United States. It, it may be, but I, <laughs> I don't see it that strongly. With does all that the, help?
1: Yes, it does. With all the other scriptures, uh, it's hard to read into that verse and apply it to America. But yes, before we take a break in about two and a half minutes, um, I want to get to some concerns that people have about masks and about the mandates and about these restrictions. And um, I just just read an email I just got. My request for religious exemption at work for wearing a mask has been denied. And they say, quote, we have remained committed to following the recommendations from the CDC to keep our associates and guests protected from COVID-19. So this person decided to move on and there's a lot of concerns, about. I mean, I've th- more than uh, there's several people that have asked me for. A, do I know an attorney, a Christian attorney, because of their employer and these mandates and one person I know has asthma. What are your thoughts and wh- what can you say to encourage uh, our listeners in this respect? And I know we've got a short amount of time. We'll pick it up at the other okay. side of the break if we need to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, again, I could talk for hours about this, but the, <laughs> we the, will we'll continue. I, okay, good. Well, and, and I deal with this all of the time. And, and, it, but the bottom line is there are, there, there have to be, uh, medical exceptions. There have to be, uh, especially under current HIPAA laws. I mean, because if somebody says they have some condition wherein they cannot wear a mask eight hours a day, for example, working, uh, and, 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 and the employer says, we don't care by gosh, you're going to wear it and you wear it and you die. Guess what? That family owns your business then, hmm. you know, I, 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 mean, so, so there are medical eg- exemptions, um, you know, religious exemptions, faith exemptions, faith-based exemptions. I, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be a little bit stickier, but, uh, but the bottom line is that there is so much disinformation and misinformation and political agenda and control, elements of control and power that are just nauseating and frustrating and infuriating. Um, And so, I mean, I can offer some anecdotal understanding of this. I I happen to know, and I've got to be very careful here that I don't get people in trouble. So I'm going to veil just a little bit who I'm talking about. Um, but these, the, this group, I know a group of, of people who minister throughout the United States, and they're involved with a very large institution, and they were required by their institution to wear masks everywhere they went and to minister. Hmm. And the leader of this particular group uh, is probably in his 70s, and uh, he was required as well. And so they wore masks everywhere, and they did their ministry, they did their jobs, they 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 did what they were supposed to do, and they were obedient to wearing the mask. And after months of you know just being involved in this, every one of them were diagnosed with COVID. Oh no! They were tested with wow. COVID. But wait, but wait, and then. And very few of them had symptoms, and the ones that did, they got a little sick, and then they got well, and then they came back. And But in other words, the in that group, now this is only anecdotal, but there are big, massive studies that show the same thing. But, but, but every one of them got it doing the social distancing and wearing the masks and mm-hmm. all of the things that the government said, the CDC said. So the institution they belong to said, we're going to follow the mandates of the CDC. And every one of them got it. But what's even worse is the leader... Uh, I'll, I'll save it. I hear the I hear the music. Great, <laughs> but but your your folks are going to want to hear what I've got to say next. Okay,
1: you're right, and we really do want to give this a little bit more time because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of Christians are dealing with this struggle, whether it's out in public or with employers. More with Pastor Carl Gaps when we come back. We're also going to talk about the Great Reset and the threat to really freedom and the future of america coming up on stand up for the truth
0: your monthly financial support of standupforthetruth.com is needed and appreciated now back to today's stand up for the truth with david fiorazzo our guest
1: today pastor carl gallops and we're going to continue i'll let you finish your story and then i've got a quote From Citizens for Free Speech, and I want to get your take on that. But go ahead, okay. Carl. You're telling a little. Well, bit, so you know. the bottom line is, listen. I am not under certain circumstances
2: and scientific and and common sense situations. I am not opposed to masks. I'm a pastor, been one for decades, and I've been in and out of hospitals. I go into rooms. People have MRSA or you know other diseases, or either their their immune systems are compromised. They're on chemo, and so they ask me to wear a mask, wear gloves, be careful, put on a hazmat suit, <laughs> almost. You know to dress up in the gowns and i always i've done that for decades i have no problem with that i have no problem with with uh, uh common sense and scientific situations but and 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 even with the COVID, there are certain areas and situations where of course i would be more than happy to wear a mask and i do feel sorry for people my, my heart goes out to people who are in careers and jobs where in their employers uh, you wear this mask because we're trying to follow the cdc or you don't work here and i I get that. So you got to feed your family. So wear the mask until or unless something else comes along or God opens another door or they finally quit all the madness. I don't know. But 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 I'm also looking at it from some biblical prophetic angles, but let me finish this story. Sure. So so here's an example. It's anecdotal. I get it. And I'm not trying to pretend like I'm a scientist or a doctor. I'm not. Now, I can tell you again, being a pastor in one church for decades in one community, and we have a multiplicities of hospitals in the area that I'm in, I've been in and out. I know a lot. I'm very close to a lot of medical professionals, presidents of hospitals, uh, surgeons, doctors, OBGYNs, you know, as well as. Um, uh, uh, family doctors, etc., And so I talk to these people a lot. And the things I hear are very disturbing because a lot of them have inside scoop. And it's very disturbing how all of this is being used to, to, I mean, there's, there's a real virus. It really affects a large part uh, of, of certain demographics. Uh, the survivability rate of the whole thing is like 99.5% yet, yet we're treating it like it's, you know, it's just going to kill us all. And so with that comes a lot of power and a lot of misinformation and false information and a lot of, uh, control techniques. And so what happened in this story, this, this institution, and that's all I'm going to call it right now because most of your audience would know about them. Um, but, but this group from there was, faithfully wearing the mask because that was their order from on high. And all of them got COVID, uh, or at least they were, um, you know, uh, tested positive. And several, several of them displayed symptoms, and then and they recovered from it. And they were fine. Thankfully, they were younger people, and, and they did they did well. Um, but the, the, the guy that was the, the head of it, this the head of it, in his 70s, uh, he also tested positive for COVID. And then he started developing some symptoms and was having shortness of breath and all of these things. And of course, people were really concerned. So he goes to the doctor. They had this full battery of tests. And this guy's very well known and has been down through the years around the the nation and even parts of the world. And uh, so they were taking very good care of him and come to find out when all the dust settled. They said, you know what? Because they ran test after test. And then they said, well, actually, you don't have COVID. Now, see, that's another thing. He tested positive for COVID. Then he tested negative for COVID. (laughs) So which is it? So they did deeper studies. And they said, you don't have COVID. But we've got bad news. Uh, Because you wore a mask continually, you develop bacterial pneumonia. And you've damaged your lungs irreparably. Mm. And, And this I'm telling you, I'm talking to medical professionals that's are saying they're seeing more and more and more of this, particularly from certain demographics of people with certain health issues. They're wearing a mask and they're breathing in their own nastiness. I mean, there have been studies that they literally said, you might as well be wearing your dirty underwear around your face the way most people wear it. And, and this guy caught a bacterial infection Moved to his lungs, turned into pneumonia, Mm. destroyed parts of his lungs because he was doing what his employer said, trying to be a good employee, and they were doing what the CDC said. You know, kind of virtue signaling. Look at us! Look at us! We're we're obeying the CDC. We are responsible people. Never mind that we might kill some of our leaders by doing this. We are, and I'm being funny, of course, sarcastic. (laughs) But, but. But anyway, so the whole thing is just rife with power and control and misinformation and false information. You know, if, if, if people wear masks properly, and most people don't, I mean, study after study has shown that. If they wore them properly and at the proper places and times and they handled it properly and they washed their hands and they stayed you know, distance away from folks, uh, it, it would have probably a, a, a huge effect. But it's this is, this is not what's happening, and it's not. And it, and and the thing that I guess I'm the most concerned about is this. You know, now we call them mask Nazis, right? Have you yes. ever run into oh some of these? Oh my goodness! Yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's these people that don't have a clue what they're talking about. They don't have a medical degree. They're an employee. A lot of them, and I'm not cracking on younger people because I used to be one, but a lot of them are twenties and thirties. You walk into a business, put that mask on. You need a mask. I had somebody the other day, I was standing in an area of a two-story building. There was nobody anywhere near me and somebody from across the room. I- it was required to wear a mask in the place. I have one on, but I was standing on the other side of the building. Nobody were near. Somebody was put that mask on. I turned around. I looked at this woman all the way across the building. I mean, a hundred feet away. I said, are you talking to me? Oh boy. She, yeah. Yeah. And I said, ma'am, I'm like over here on the other side <laughs> and uh I'm I'm fine, don't worry about it. You you know, it's just crazy. I'm not opposed to wearing masks as a pastor. I do it a lot, as I've already said. But I am opposed to somebody screaming at me in a place where I pose no danger to mm. anyone. Wow. And it is so anyway, <laughs> forgive me for venting, so but that's okay.
1: But,
2: yeah. But 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 the deal is here, here's the balance to it. Um, I tell folks, look. It's 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 your decision it, as far as um, if 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 you're required to wear it to keep your job. I mean, if you want to pursue angle, go go to your doctor. If you've got medical problems, please go to your doctor and get some kind of waiver and present that to your employers. Do whatever you need to do, what you have to do. But um, we, we, we it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It but sure we is. live in a fallen world. It's getting it's getting. Worse, we're living in a demonic outpouring. We're moving; everything's moving towards Revelation thirteen. It is. I don't set dates. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't. But we're moving that way. We're the first generation to live in, in this age of ubiquitous information communication systems. Global, uh, the new Tower of Babel basically is being built. Governments and 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 so-called media they 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 communicate together twenty-four-seven, instantaneously. The same narrative is pummeling the world, and a lot of it's aimed at c- conservative people, I guess, Christian people, the church. It's aimed at us, and the Word of God said it would be. Mm. This whole spirit, it would yep. be. It would be aimed at Israel and the church. And so this is all, I mean, it's all a part of of, of what the Word of God said was going to happen, and we're going to have to learn how to navigate our way through it. The book of James says if you lack wisdom, that you ask of God, but you can't be double-minded, and mm-hmm. He will give you wisdom. So there's so many different ways to approach this. Are, are there scientific, judicious, common-sense uses for masks? Yes. yes. I've, but long before COVID came, yeah. I, I I was wearing masks and, and when I needed to. But The thing I think that disturbs most people is the masked Nazis, this this misinformation, disinformation, power control campaign. This is we've never been confronted with anything like this in our nation. Even, Even the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918. There were church closures, there were government officials that asked pastors and other areas where see you gotta remember back in those days there were no big civic centers and arenas and malls, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes. I mean churches, that was the that was the civic center of, of of the community. And so they were saying, listen, these places of large gatherings and stuff, till we can get a grip on this, please help us. And and you read the history on that, a lot of churches in a lot of places acquiesced to be good citizens and to help curb it. Um it it none of it went on any longer than a couple of months. It no 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 orders were issued, you know, lockdown, don't sing, don't go to church, or we'll put you in jail, or we'll fine you. Or it, was, it wasn't like that. It was a co- more of a cooperative spirit, and they got it done. And then, even Dr. Fauci, you're probably aware of this, he wrote a paper some years back where he did a deep study of the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak. And in his paper, and it's all over the internet, you can read it, um, he said, that the vast majority of the deaths were not from the flu, but rather from, you ready for this? Yeah. Bacterial pneumonia. Wow. And because a lot of people were wearing masks. And, 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 I mean, he said that. So, I mean, guys, there is a lot of good science that is out there regarding all of this, but there's a lot of bad science and a lot of twisting and perverting of science in order to control people and populations and certain groups and and for governments to seize control. we've got city councilmen that were putting pastors in jail or threatening to. Yeah. Now I respect the office of city council and this is not disparaging to anybody that's listening that's on the city council. But we have a thing called the First Amendment you know, yes. <laughs> that trumps all of that. yet this political correctness spirit swept our nation. And you had people, again, no, there's nothing illegal or Im- immoral about owning a pawn shop. But I happen to know somebody that owned a pawn shop, that was their business. They ran for city council several times. They finally got elected. And this thing came around. And the next thing you know, they became a, 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 a Basque Nazi. <laughs> I mean, you know, and started throwing orders about what churches could and couldn't do. Now, this particular guy, I've known him for years. Uh, he doesn't go to church anywhere. I, you know, but yet it just instantly shut the churches, you know, it's almost like I've got some power now and I'm going to use it. See, that's the kind of stuff that makes me just want to bow up. And a lot, a lot of other people are too. Well, yeah, over over
1: at Citizens for Free Speech, uh, Patrick Wood developed a new website and it's called No Masks for Kids. And if you go to that site and read some of these things, Carl, it's heartbreaking because Parents are posting this information on the health risks to kids, everything from breathing issues to rashes to all kinds of other things, and yes, we're not hearing any of that in the media, and that's a concern because this does seem to be attack an attack on our First Amendment rights, and and it does seem to be something that you know obviously uh, power grabbing uh, governors are using to their advantage, and there are a lot of double standards. Oh yes. Um, But I think uh, I want to move on to the great reset and globalism because some have said this is all coronavirus and their reactions to it, a plan to, of course, reset capitalism, to weaken the American economy. Of course, it was an attack against our president and against our freedoms. But I want to quote Charles. I'm sorry, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, who is the executive chairman of the World Economic Council, World Economic Forum. He and most our listeners have heard this now, but some people are still finding out about it. He said the COVID-19 pandemic presents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine and reset our world to create a healthier, more equitable and more prosperous future. And so they are using this COVID crisis to push globalism, to, to discredit America, capitalism, and on our system, they're calling our system antiquated and they're bringing in new technologies. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on this globalist push, Carl. Uh,
2: of course, I do. Listen, and what you just quoted, as you know, and I'm sure you've told your audience and they know, but you didn't say it this time, but I, I, but I know you know it. That comes right off of the Great Global Reset website. Y- exactly. It's yep. posted on the front page. Yeah, they're open about I it. I mean, they. They don't make it. No, because they're feeling their power. Well, why? Because COVID nineteen was introduced to the world, it didn't take long. I mean, you first you had Pelosi and, and Fauci and all these big leaders say, Oh, it's just the flu. Even New York Times said it's just nothing worse than the than than a bad flu. And you shouldn't wear mask. We need the mask for the for the doctors. And Fauci said, I don't do that. If you want to go on a cruise, go on a cruise. Now if you're elderly, you got underlying conditions, you probably shouldn't. And Pelosi said, Ah, come to Chinatown, yes, come yes. down here. Don't be racist. I mean, you know, that that's what they were saying, yep. not Donald Trump. Donald Trump was feverishly trying to shut down our airports and our ports and to people coming in from Asia and China. And they said, you racist, you xenophobe. you." And then all of a sudden the tune changed. And it kind of reminded me of that... um, that thing from uh, uh, Rahm Emanuel, you know, uh, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste, exactly. guys. Wait a minute. Yep. Here's an opportunity. And now we hear the global reset, the great global reset on their front page. Here's an opportunity, yep. you know. So, so the bottom line is, guys. That's that's what I'm pushing back against. I'm not pushing back. I'm not calling COVID fake. I'm not saying it's all a big fraud. There's a lot of fraud involved. As we've said, misinformation, disinformation, power, control, shutting down churches, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of prophetic uh, firsts. I mean, I mean, and we can get into that later if you want. But when we rounded the corner to 2020, in fact, I have a new book coming out. It'll release in a few weeks. It's called uh, "The Summoning," and and I was researching this uh, back in the early days of 2020. The early days, you know, of 2020. You know, long time ago. Uh, and 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 it's amazing the stuff that I put in there and some pro- prognostications that I made. And it's all happening. It's wow. like, oh my gosh! I mean it it's it, it's and it doesn't take a profit to see this stuff but it's headed that way so so the bottom line is my pushback is not against the the virus is not against scientific judicious common sense steps that we all should take my pushback is against this antichrist, demonic spirit of deception and throwing truth to the ground and lawlessness and trouncing on the rights of citizens and nations and people and populations and particularly God's people. And, 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 you know, in the masked Nazi spirit of I've got control, I don't know you, sir, but now I have power over you. Put on that mask, or I'm kicking you out. Put on that mask, or I'm turning you in. Put out that mask, or or I'm going to cuss you out in front of everybody. That's my pushback. Yeah. And I hear the music, and I'm sorry. I was. I, yeah. That's I'll a, answer your question more specifically when we come back. That's Thanks, okay. Dave.
1: We will continue with Pastor Carl Gallup's talking about the Great Reset, talking about the coronavirus and our response. What should it be? And we'll get a lot more coming your way in just a few minutes on Q90FM, Stand Up For The Truth.
0: Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our
1: guest is Pastor Carl Gallup. We're talking about the Great Reset, the globalist push, the advancement of uh, globalism, secularism, socialism. And going all the way back to 1974, um, we know that the left will use whatever crisis, and they'll call it an opportunity, to advance their agenda. At the United Nations Business Conference in 1974, David Rockefeller said, We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis, and the nations will accept the new world order. That was 1974. Look what's happening today.
2: Yes, they mean that, brother. And as you and I were talking offline just a few seconds ago, I, I too have done extensive research, and in one of my books, I can't remember—I think it's Gods and Thrones—I have a chapter or two dedicated to that that Antichrist spirit, and and I quote him, along with ten or twelve other renowned, internationally renowned figures, leaders, uh, you know, movers and shakers in the world, who who say the same thing. And not only do they talk about the right crisis, but then they go on to talk about you know. Uh, uh, population depopulation yep. they, they're very concerned about, and this is not conspiracy theory stuff. No, I mean, I've got this stuff documented. Yes. And I know people think, oh, they, they, yeah, they're going to kill everybody in the world. Well, I don't know that they're going to do that, but but they are bemoaning, these these globalist leaders, they're bemoaning the fact that there's seven point something billion people getting close to eight billion. They think soon it'll be nine or 10 billion, and it's just too many people for them to control yep. and, and using the resources of Mother Earth. I mean, this is so much a cult. Is, is tied to this. It's, it's demonic. It's antichrist. And so, and, and so they talk about this stuff. So now you go to the web. I mean, you're right, brother. So we've got this COVID thing the world's dealing with, a pandemic. And it's not the first. Listen, go to the CDC and look at all of the facts and figures and statistics for TB, tuberculosis. That's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. The numbers are almost identical to COVID 19, except that there are more deaths and way more infection rates of TB around the world than there are COVID but you never hear it. Nobody wears masks because of TB. Mm. They don't shut down churches and governments and economies and and militaries and businesses because of TB. They have found something that has terrified people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to judge individual pastors or individual churches. I know everybody had to make their own decisions based upon their situation, but I can say, here's what happened globally. The globalist And the governments and the media, they're all tied together. So therefore, I repeat myself. But they, with one voice, they went, boo, you're all going to die. And pastors and churches ran for the hills. And so did a lot of people. Who are believers now? Please yep. hear me. Yep. Please hear me. I'm not judging anybody. Some people needed to quarantine, some people needed to mask up elderly people with underlying conditions. Some pastors were elderly with underlying conditions. I get it, and it, but I'm saying never before since the birth of the church has the entire globe shut down its churches and the churches acquiesced by and large. And the first Resurrection Sunday in the history of Christianity, you couldn't find a church to go to anywhere on the globe, almost. I mean, there were thousands, but there were tens and tens and tens and hundreds of thousands where you couldn't. For the first time in history, Thanksgiving rolls around in the United States, and and you got government officials everywhere. Uh, Not only, they're not recommending some of these people were not recommending that we didn't meet. Some of them were saying, we're going to have police or police officers cruising. They're going to be looking for large gatherings. We're going to have neighbors reporting other neighbors. I mean, this is the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying the same thing about Christmas. And then you go to the Great Reset website that popped up in the middle of all of this. And on the front page, we have an open door of opportunity yeah. to to do these things now. And guys, I'm telling you, even calling it the great reset is demonic. And here's why. Because there has been a great reset that came from the throne of God. It was called the flood of Noah's day. God pushed the reset button. I've been saying this uh, preaching and teaching and writing books—I've been saying this for 15 years. I've been using that phrase, and I'm—I'm t- I'm not saying the Great Reset people copied my phrase, but it's—it's so—it's so demonic because it is a biblical truth that the first Great Reset the globe ever saw was when God said, "Okay." All right, 120 years, I had a man building an aircraft carrier in his backyard, (laughs) preaching the gospel and, 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 you know, preaching salvation. The door was open, but now I'm shutting the door Mm. and here comes my wrath and here comes the flood, the great reset. Now look what Satan's doing, a great reset. We need to control the world population. We need to put everybody under one government. That's the tower of Babel situation. I mean, they tried it once after the flood and God scattered the nations, But Jesus said the last days were going to be just like the days of Noah. Did he not say that? Luke 17, just like the days of Noah. And then he said, and just like the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, guys, (laughs) the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah has swept the planet right down to the largest Christian nation on the planet. The Supreme Court said we don't know what a marriage is anymore. Joe Biden said just a few weeks ago that when he comes in office, one of his first executive orders, one of them is to have the little boys and little girls in the school system go back to showering together and dressing together. And we're going to order that. And we're going to I mean, they just they make no bones about their exactly. godless agenda. And then the great reset. We've got an opportunity because of covid. We can bring the globe together and we can control this and we can control that. Guys, what we're watching is prophetic. Yep. It is biblical. We're living in the most prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus
1: Christ. Pa- Pastor Carl, would it be accurate to say that the reason they are so openly blatant about all of this godlessness and calling evil good is because over the past however many decades the church have has, has not pushed back and opposed this uh, godlessness?
2: For years, you and I have talked about that on the radio. You're absolutely right. Thank you for throwing me that softball. Um, (laughs) No, no, I mean, it just is. And the Bible (laughs) talks about this, the word of God, the prophecies of the last days. And again, when I say last days, guys, you know, I'm not a date setter. I'm Mm -hmm. not an over sensationalist. I just know what it is. I know what the Bible says. I see what's happening. You go to the Internet, you can read it. They talk about it. They're in your face. Joe Biden, in your face. Yeah, yeah, we're going to put the little boys and little girls together. You, You know, well knowing what we knowing about Hunter's laptop and Joe Biden's life that doesn't surprise me but it's just horrific guys And it's going to, the church, the real church is going to have to be the real church. We're going to have to quit being so we, I've never, and you've never, but so many churches and pastors have been so watering down everything. And they won't speak to the issues, the godlessness of the day. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to wake up. We're going to have to repent before the Lord. We're going to have to say, Lord, forgive us. We will stand on the word. We will stand. We will not be ashamed of the gospel. We'll not be ashamed of the name of Jesus. We will not be ashamed to speak about a Abortion and marriage and gender and 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 depra- degradation and depravity and we will address these things and we will speak to these things. We will be the salt. We will be the light. But it comes at a cost, and I'm I'm just afraid that a big swath of what we now call the church is is just. It's well, listen. The word of God says, "Judgment begins first in the house of God." Mm. Right. Yep. So, so you look at the world, you say, what's happening to the world? Well, it's lost. It's under the domain of Satan. The world's acting like it's supposed to act. But mm. it's the church. Where does judgment come first? To the church, the Bible says. There is a weeding out process going on right now. There's a sifting. Yes. You can see it. It's yep. global. It's happening. And I'm begging your listeners, don't be sifted out. Make a, be assured of your salvation. Make sure that you are born again biblically. Don't hang on. Well, I'm a member of this church. No, no. Well, we've always been Baptists or Methodists. No, that's not salvation. Make sure you are in Jesus Christ, covered by the blood, born again by the Holy Spirit of God, and then understand your place in this world is to be an ambassador for the coming kingdom, like all of the preachers and prophets before us. And that's our calling. yeah. And and we've been raised up for this time. God God's not slapping his forehead, Dave, you know this, <laughs> and saying, oh, my gosh, I didn't see this coming. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> he, no, he called it. Boy, if God said that, I'd just give up. I'd put a bullet in my head. But But God did not say that. The Lord God himself called this. He put it in writing thousands of years ago. Everything that we're watching happen unfold before our eyes is in writing in God's Word. It did not catch him by surprise, and it should not catch us by surprise.
1: Yes, I think what people struggle with, Christians struggle with, is what God causes and prophesies versus what He allows because of the godlessness of man. Um, We've got two and a half minutes, roughly, Pastor Carl, and I, I know we'll Continue this conversation in January. And I want to get more in depth on your concerns about the Biden administration. We've been harping on this for six months about the Democrat platform and some of their policies. You mentioned one of them, transgenderism, there's socialism, there's open borders, there is environmental extremism. No time to get into. But I do want to ask you what you think is going to happen your speculation with the courts, the election, yeah. the vote counting, the outcome, yeah. what do you think is going to happen?
2: Okay, very quickly, and yes. again, I could talk for hours on this because I've preached and taught conferences on this for hours. I, I see one of two things happening, and I know your listeners are saying, well, yeah, yeah, he's either going to win or he's not going to win. He's going to be—no, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> i am talking about prophetic, prophetic things. And and so I, 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 I tell people, look, we are either— Well, we are in a situation like the children of Israel were when they came out of Egypt. They got backed up against the Red Sea. And here comes Pharaoh's army. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 death, it's destruction to God's people. And they panicked and they said, Why why have you brought us out here to kill us? We're gonna die. It'd been better if we'd have died in Egypt than to die out here like dogs. Okay. And but at the last moment Wow At the last moment, God parted the Red Sea. Why? So that he got the glory. And Mm. God's people saw that it wasn't their might. It wasn't even Moses himself, the one that they were looking to. Oh, he's like God. No, he's not. He's an 80-year-old man. But he raised his staff, and the power of God was demonstrated. And God took them through and then destroyed those that were coming after. But, 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 but. 40 years in the wilderness, brother, the armies of the godless still came against them. They still struggled with well, are we going to have enough to eat? God gives manna from heaven and quail. Are we going to have enough water? Are we going to, what are we going to do about our enemies? Etc. It was life. They had to mow the grass and pay the bills. So even if Biden go in and Trump goes in, it's going to be hellacious because they hate him the globalists hate him he and we are standing in the way of the ultimate agenda that will come upon the face of the earth yes and i tell christians guys listen i'm passionate if you want to ask me about pre trip post trip mid trip i can get into that we can talk about it all day long but guys at this point it doesn't matter it's getting ready to get real it is getting real either god's going to open the red sea at the last moment And we will have some kind of a victory and Trump will be in and Biden will be out, but Trump's not the savior of the world. We still have life after that. So it's going to be tough or he's going to let it fall. He's exposed what's going on and Biden will come in and this new world order is going to be put on rush mode. It's mm. going to rush. It's yep. going to come like a flood. We're living in these prophetic times, guys. I don't have a specific word on what's going to happen. I'm not going to come on here and say, don't worry about it. Trump's going to win. It's up and down every day, guys. Yes, it's I, amazing. I, I mean, in my unction, my this in my spirit, I feel like, and my feelings are not prophecy. So please hear me. But I just I feel like in the last moment God's going to work in this Christmas season, hmm. you know, the season of miracles. Wow. And and Trump's going to go back in. That's what I feel Amazing. like. And I'm not claiming
1: it as prophecy
2: and and but Thank I'm you. just telling God's people keep your eyes on Jesus. Yep. It's getting real.
1: Amen. And dig in the word and we need to be prepared for whatever direction things go. But yeah, that-, that that great that analogy about uh, God's miracles in the Red Sea, that was great. Pastor Carl Gallantz God bless you, brother. You have a Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you next year. You too, Dave. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. All All right, when we come back, we'll tell you our guests the rest of this week.
0: Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth. All right,
1: Uh, so much to talk about, so little time. Tomorrow we've got Pastor J.B. Hickson back with us. And on Wednesday, you'll hear about mob rule from Dr. Jake Jacobs. On Thursday, Pastor Steve Smotherman, one of my Blue State heroes out from New Mexico, Albuquerque Legacy Church there. And on Friday, Tony Gurule of Radical Truth, an expert on Islam. And we'll see uh, his—he's uh, been banned, actually, on uh, face, on YouTube, I think, another other couple of channels. So he's looking for various outlets, and that's what we need to do, too. Parlor and other places. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.